your podcast, Canberra Wrapped. G'day. Well, the cool thing about subscribing to the podcast mm-hmm. is from time to time you'll get the deep dive. You'll get the parts of an interview that we do yeah. that doesn't actually go to air on the radio. We have time constraints on radio, but right here we can play the entire chat. Which, by the way, we wouldn't do if it wasn't bloody awesome. That's but true. Steph Tisdall, the uh, amazing comedian who, by the way, what a story. You know, mm. so she's studying law. She's studying journalism. She's going for the double degree and goes, now, hang on a second. I might just go and be the winner of the deadly funny national grand final. How do you get from that to that? Well, we invaded her time while playing at the park with family and we felt bad about it. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but we still chatted to her. At the moment, I'm at the park with my um, nephew and my mum. Oh, we are a morning tea with the little one. We are the worst. Aww. We are interrupting a park visit. Oh, no, 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 it's you playing on the playground at the moment. I knew this was coming. I just, you know what I do to, if I'm just like, oh, all right, I've been, I don't know what else to do to keep you happy. I've got them, they love doing the beep test. What is wrong with them? They love doing that? Because well, they love the competition of it. And I go, you guys are so good at this. And I just sit there and have a cigarette and watch them. <laughs> That is genius. Oh, my and, God, I hate the beep test so bad. And they'll sleep. You've got it yeah. all worked out. Exactly. Like, I'm the best auntie ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's well, good. I'm going to stop feeling guilty. You know, Absolutely. I, we, we know you as, as one of Australia's uh, funniest young up-and-coming comedians, and I don't know how many people realise all, com- all great comedians, and I'm sorry to those who haven't studied law, but all great comedians started by studying law. So it was no surprise to me to see that that's how it started with you. What is Monty Python, Working Dog, all these men and women who have been amazing, iconic comedians in Australia and around the world, what is happening in these law degrees where you go, stuff that, I'm, I'm going to go and do comedy? Uh, because they're all the worst. No, um, <laughs> it's really, I think it's the opposite of comedy. It's really pretentious. It's really strictly... Um, uh, set by rules and you know my whole reason for, for doing law in the first place was about justice but there isn't really a lot of justice in law law is about precedent and money and rules and mm. I was like oh that's actually the opposite of what I'm trying to achieve so yeah I think I just um, I loved the way that it gave me a very specific kind of perspective on the world um, but realistically I was never going to work in that field <laughs> It's stunning though isn't it I mean particularly family law and obviously criminal law, but it's a torturous career. And you watch Law and Order and you see that amazing thing where, you know, the, the, the case... Good always is, wins. Yeah, the case mm. is summed up with a with a, a big soliloquy walking around the, the, the courtroom and then the case mm-hmm. is solved. Mm-hmm. You, I think you said it. Is comedy an attempt to balance those personal scales? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I, I didn't even finish my law degree, to be fair. I did mm. a law and journalism um, Jewel and I finished about halfway through and I just dropped out because I was like, oh man, like all I've ever wanted to do was stick up for the underdog or tell the stories that don't really often get told. And then I was like, hold up a second, I'm a storyteller. Why did I think that this was the way to tell a story? This ain't the way to tell a story, <laughs> you know? Um, but I, I think like obviously um, so much of the time it's the same kind of uh, person. It, it's, it's always that shining a light on the story that doesn't get told. Um, but at the same time, I think what also really depressed me about law and what I can do with comedy that I guess they come from the same thing is that like the thing with law is that that we're only as strong as our weakest link and I think in comedy you can make fun of that like you can talk about the weakest link 
and also allow people a bit of perspective, a little bit of distance from that. Does that make sense? Totally. You know, like, I also think it's a really generous thing because it's all about um, inviting somebody to live in your world for a second. And, you know, I'm a lot more brave on stage. I say stuff I would never tell somebody one-on-one. Like, I am so raw on stage and vulnerable um, in a way that I'm not off stage. It's actually very weird because then people will talk to me about something I'm... I said on stage, I'm like, excuse me, that's really personal. And Down a little uh, of a different tangent, Steph. When I think of Steph Tisdall, I think movie stunt woman. Because that's uh-huh. exactly what you're doing at the moment. You're trying to find someone who's going to train to be a movie stunts person. How did you get into this? So I did this, um, I've been getting into acting of late and I'm loving it, right? And uh, something that's that's quite funny is that there's actually, and you wouldn't even think about it, but like there's a huge problem with um, diversity in the, in stunts. You know what I mean? Because like it's such a weird, specific and niche job. um, And it's kind of one of those, I know somebody who can get you into this kind of jobs that like, You've got not a lot of people and it's really hard to get diversity into it. Um, And I was laughing because when I did Total Control, um, the stunt double for a teenage Indigenous kid was this, like, 50-year-old tiny Greek man. (laughs) 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 Oh, this... This feels really weird. Um, And it's, like, it makes sense. Like, they didn't have somebody... You know, like that you you just have to use what you can sort of thing. But I was sure. like, man, what if we could create that opportunity and also talk about the fact that there are so many places where um, the diversity is really needed and it's just not kind of spoken about enough or yeah. it doesn't have enough of a, a pull to get this big sort of um, traction behind it. And so I just got excited at the idea of like, Showing people the cool side of, like, stunts and everything, too. Because mm. I had to do... I had to work with a stunt person um, to learn how to make it look like I was getting punched in the face. And it took so long. Like, it's so it's so intricate. And um, the stunties have to learn how to walk like the actor that they're <laughs> being. Wow. But, like, there's so much more in it than you think there is. And, like, um, a lot of the time they just have to be open to kind of getting injured more than the actual actors themselves. So sometimes you get a stunt person that just does something in case the actor gets injured. Like, it's just a really fascinating world. Yeah. And there's still that opportunity to go, actually, there's also places where we could be doing better, you know? Mm. We're so good at showing representation and diversity in front of the camera these days. And when I say so good, I mean better than we were. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, behind the scenes, it's it's still really taking a while to sort of ripple into that area. And so just you've got to find the coolest way to tell a story and, and um, shine a light on something. And I was like, stunts, that's it, yes. <laughs> it's funny. I, I thought about the, the stunt life. Like I said, like I was a stuntman. I thought it's stunt life for a while. But I forgot years and years, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, I, we ran a competition, this is up on the Gold Coast, ran a competition on the radio, who wants to be a stuntman? Because all this, you tell me whether or not this is right, Steph. My understanding is the 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 heart of stunt activity in Australia is the Gold Coast because they all go in what used to be the um, the Police Academy stunt show at Warner Brothers Movie World on the Gold Coast. So oh. they do all the training and stuff up there. Is that right? I think so. Well, I, I don't know. I know that there's quite a lot based in Queensland, yeah. Also, weirdly enough, really strange fact about the stunt world in Australia, 
don't know why, but there's like uh, the two sets of like the the you know really prominent stunties that I can think of. There's two sets of twins. Isn't that so weird? Oh wow! <laughs> oh, that why is... are twins into stunt double? Like it's so weird. Hold is on. it because they feel like they've been a stunt double for their their whole life? <laughs> you know, like their whole life, and they're like, oh. let's just do it for other people. This sounds. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't know. Again, you're the expert in the field, but it feels to me like if you're a twin and you enter the stunt game, you're tempting fate because who is more expendable than stuntmen? The answer is stuntmen who are twins. You can, you can lose one and production doesn't stop. You go, all right, bring in the twin. That's... I, that's... That's hilarious. And more dangerous. <laughs> it's it's hilarious and bloody dangerous. If you want to, if one of those twins is listening right now and it's just occurring to them, get out, get out now. That's so funny. You know, be very aware. I was listening uh, late last year to ABC Melbourne and Matt Preston. You know the guy from yeah. uh, MasterChef. Yeah, yeah, he's mm. a he's a the food, foodie guy. He's a food review guy with the cravats. Yeah. So he starts every yeah. interview. Every interview with a food-related question. That's his thing. Yeah. It's his area of expertise. And, mm-hmm. and so you were on as his guest, and I loved it. So he mm. starts with, okay, what well, was for brekkie? And all his guests, you're used to hearing all sorts of fancy, you know, stuff. And I loved you. You go, a servo sandwich. And I was like, <laughs> yes, breakfast <laughs> of champions. Egg and lettuce? Which one? No, uh. I think... Um, no, I got into this phase of having uh they do it at the Shell Servo. It's got sausage on it. It's called a breakfast sandwich. Fantastic. And they, it's amazing. It's always slightly too cold and soggy and it's like almost crystallized in the sausage. Mm. I pour it every time. Yeah. I like it to be like you can't have a good servo sandwich. You've actually ruined it. Like you need to be okay with it being a bit crap. Categorical. That's why I'm being yeah. yeah. No one's no you hear in that interview, yeah. by the way. Uh, how I also said to him, because this, this was always my weird thing, like when I was going through high school, I just had this really weird crush on him. Like I would be like, <laughs> I'm very attracted to this man and I have no idea why. It's like me and James Corden, weird. No, I get that too. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, yeah, I get it. We're on the same page, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I was 16 going, Matt Preston, yeah, that's for me. <laughs> I just know that I'm sitting here listening to you both hoping for an explanation. There's yet to be one. <laughs> So we'll just leave no, no. it at, okay. As long as we can mutually you, yeah, just you, sit in this. I'm in the same way Matt Preston is fascinated by uh, what you had for breakfast. I'm always, I have such admiration for the courage, and you spoke about it before. You find greater courage to reveal your true self on stage than anywhere else, which I find astounding. You've been really honest, obviously, with the mental health you battle, and we all do in, in various ways, but it does feel like the the polar opposite of where most of us would instinctively go, and that is on stage in front of a room of strangers to find yourself. Well, do, you know what it, do you know what it is? I always say, because um, people go, well, you say you're anxious. How can, you, how can you be anxious and do this? And I go, well, one, it's like the most vulnerable that you can be in the least intimate setting. Like nobody gets to ask me. Yeah. <laughs> nobody gets to listen, you know. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I also recognise that, if you're saying something that somebody can relate to, that's a kindness. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, mm. you've kind of got this opportunity to go, hey, we're all just as weird as each other. Um, but then even on top of that, I think, like, because I'm a really anxious person um, and I generally have this overwhelming feeling of, um, you know, dread or doom or fear, um, 
the only time when I can fully understand when anxiety is real or imagined is that very physical feeling I get before performing. I recognize it as adrenaline or mm. anxiety, and that way I can actually understand it a lot better. So I mm. crave that understandable anxiety more than the kind of general feeling of dread. God, that's <laughs> oh, amazing. Wow. But it's, it's just, you say it like that, it's yeah. crystal clear. Because all we yeah. want to do is identify, you know, have an explanation for it and then yeah. we can manage it. And that's the moment that you go, I know why this is happening. Let's get on stage and exactly. get it out of the and way. Then I, and then I get to use it as a superpower and I go, well, I'm sure that everybody else would be feeling like this if they were performing or I'm sure everybody else has elements of feeling like this in their life. If I harness it and tell people about it when I'm on stage, mm. at least they're getting something out of it. And then it becomes very, um, it becomes a... Like it feels a bit more like you're providing care or a service or something because I, I'm quite a soft kind of person who, you know, wants to help people. And then mm. I go, okay, well, if I share my story, what's and all, then maybe somebody else can share theirs. You know? We can't wait to hear all about it because you are coming to Canberra to perform at the National Multicultural Festival's Multicultural Comedy Gala. It's happening Saturday the 18th of February. You can see Steph on stage and just go to canberratheatrecentre.com.au to get your tickets. Steph, thank you so much for chatting to us today. No worries. I didn't realise we were going to speak... To, I've never heard anyone say that as a storyteller, as a comedian, I can mm. affect more change mm. than I could have had I been a lawyer. And that's Whoa. really special. It's, it sounds it's hilarious and it sounds crazy, but what you've said makes sense and yep. I love it. Oh, thank you, guys. Thanks so much for the yarns. I'm going to go and um, make this uh, this nephew of mine do the beep test. Auntie <laughs> <laughs> Award. I love it. Hey, thanks, Steph. Can't wait to see you in Canberra. Thanks so much, guys. See ya. For more Rod, Gabby and their fascinating guests, Fresh Daily, follow CBR Wrapped on your podcast player now.